Bismillah. Welcome to another edition of the Third Eye Open podcast. This is for the woke individual, the critical thinker. I'm your host, Raki Nas. I'm a teacher, author, and poet. This is the sixth episode. In this episode, we're going to be answering the question, can Islam help the black community? So, Islam is one of the largest religions in the world. It is presently the second largest after Christianity, and it is the fastest growing religion. They say in the next 10 to 20 years, it will be the largest religion in the world. It grows two ways. One is by uh, conversion to Islam, but also by families, family sizes. Muslims usually have lots of children. As in the Quran, it says that children are a blessing. So to have children is a blessing. Many of the... uh, So Muslim families are largely large. Um, So Islam, as the religion, it started in Arabia with Prophet Muhammad. Uh, peace be upon him. So Prophet Muhammad was born uh, 1,400 years ago in Arabia, in Saudi Arabia. This is where it started and uh, from there uh, it started to grow and develop. The first place of shelter, the first place of shelter given to uh, Prophet Muhammad and the Muslims when they are under attack by um, the the Arabs in the Quraysh from Arabia who were idol worshippers and didn't like Muhammad bringing this new religion the first place of sanctity for the Muslims was Ethiopia and it was a, a, a black king in Ethiopia that is the one that actually protected the Muslims um, and that is the first place where they were able to, to go so this is a, one of the first links directly um, to Africa. Now, Islam gets a lot of negativity in the press, but we also know that Islam is a religion that can uh, change a person, that can uh, change a person for the better, make them like a better individual, someone that believes in God, someone that is trying to do the right thing, keep away from wrong. And these are some of the issues uh, that we want to look at today and see and reflect and think about. Can Islam uh, be the shining light for the black community? And before we do that, we have to look at what are some of the issues that are going on in the black community today which could... Um, what are some of the challenges that we have? Well, one that I've actually spoken about on another podcast is the idea of um, black, um, of the baby mothers. And the baby mothers is not something that is um, made by themselves, but usually um, that the father doesn't stay with the mother, but it can be for many issues. Sometimes the, 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 um, the, both of the, the father and mother can both be young, so the, the boy feels that he's not ready to, um, to have a child yet or it could actually be another case where you know, um, the man was, was happy to engage in sexual activity but was not happy to start a family. Okay, So these are some of the issues um, and in, in the black community we have a problem with, with that which there seems to be a lot of 
sort of like like like, like praise around men who you know who, who, who have sexual prowess who are quite strong and have many partners um, uh, that seems to be praising the community uh, and and also not only that desired by a lot of women these kinds of men but but the reality is these kind of men that have many many children but don't look after them is a massive issue and a massive problem in the black community this leads to broken families this leads to children growing up with lack of male role models sometimes you know you know they reckon that they can get through and they can grow up okay sometimes you know they they go to look for other male role models and it could be you know they they could it could lead them to a life of criminality um also in the community we have um drugs and alcohol abuse that's taking place and this is another issue um in the culture we have certain like musics and stuff uh, music forms which sort of like praise and focus on like smoking you know cannabis or taking harder drugs um, you know there, there's an emphasis on partying having a good time getting drunk you know really feeling good living your best life and all of that fits under the drugs and alcohol so we have this in our culture as well in the black culture and also the massive issue around the youth now the, the the problem with the youth is not only the black youth it's all the youth but for this podcast we're focusing on the black youth because there's a massive issue with them um, where some of them get caught up into gangs and as we know we have an epidemic in the UK with knife crime with many young people being killed and you know this is not new because for example we know in America, they've had a problem with gangs for, you know, for many, many years. Like Chicago, uh, they call it Chirac, it is known to be one of the, the you know, the, the murder capital where, you know, men are killed every day. And, and, you know, we haven't reached that level, but we have a real issue with knife crime and youth problems. Another issue that we have in our community is wanting, like, fast money. Or the love of materialism. That these two are kind of connected, and it's quite interesting that sometimes it also can be connected to education. Where we have a we have a, a situation where, um, uh, especially in, in the black culture, there are some areas, not all, because there there are in the black community you have those who love education, who strive, who who, who go. Uh, finish their GCSEs, go on to A-levels, go on to university, graduate from university, even go on to do masters, even some of them are going to do a PhD, which is great. And we have a, a you know, that, that community is growing, which is fab. But then we have the other side, and we have people who are, we have people who are not doing um, well. We have people who are um, getting involved in all type of crime and doing everything just to get hold of that money yeah so like uh, uh, they have a love for expensive clothes you know clothes that really you know that are highly expensive designer clothes which you know to make that money um, either you know uh, you've got a high powered job or you're going to turn to robbing and stealing 
And a lot of them turn to criminality to make that money, to be able to buy all of these really expensive clothes, um, or also to, you know, to, to, to drive really expensive cars. And it's all that love of materialism. And also it's the love of people like, you know, uh, looking up to you because of the clothes that you wear, because of the car that you drive, because of the, the jewellery that you have, because of the lifestyle that you live. And all this fits under love of materialism. And also another issue that we have, it, uh, which is connected, is the low academic aspiration. So, as I said in the black community, you, you do have those who are doing really well in education. You do have those who are, who, who are flying, you know, who, who, are, who are doing great things in university. But then we also have on the other side, we have uh, those who find themselves getting into trouble, um, getting excluded and finally getting permanently excluded, then getting moved on to people with feral units, later on getting uh, moved into a life of crime. Now, all of... So in, in some areas, there's the idea of that um, to be like, you know, like a boffin, or to be someone who's educated, or to be someone that is like the teacher's pet is, um, is a bad thing. But we know, actually, that education is key. We know that we need education. We know that to to whatever you want to achieve in this life, a good education will help you you to to be able to reach whatever you want to reach. So these are lots of the issues. So um, how can Islam help with that? Well, one of the, the, the things about Islam, first of all, is the idea around discipline. And one area, a good place to look at this discipline is if you look at the five prayers. The five prayers, they happen, you know, like every day for the rest of their life. Someone who's a Muslim should pray five times. The first prayer starts really, really early in the day. Then there's um, afternoon, then there's late afternoon, there's sunset, and then there's night prayers. There's five prayers you need to do every day. And this is something that can build in discipline into the, into the person, to that individual. You know, once they have to wake up at certain times to pray, even the first prayer, which is extremely difficult. If you're tired, you, you want to sleep and then you've got to wake up, you know, fight against your own tiredness to get up to pray to God. Go to the toilet, you know, have a wash and then pray, which is very, very difficult. But... This is what Islam wants. Also, another place where you can see the self-discipline again is in Ramadan. So Ramadan, which is like the fourth pillar of Islam, it's like inside Ramadan, what you will see, you will see um, in Ramadan, what you will see, you will see people fasting. Yeah, you will see people fasting uh, and fasting from sunrise to sunset. No eating, no drinking. So you just stay and... uh, you're fasting. Now this is something um, which again teaches self-discipline. So self-discipline is something that is, uh, is, is really focused on in Islam. Also an, an, another area which is focused on is education. Because uh, the Prophet Muhammad, uh, peace be upon him, the first word that was revealed to him was Ikra. And Ikra means read. And so uh, there's lots and lots of studies around the importance of gaining knowledge uh, and being a knowledgeable person because uh, once you have that knowledge you can um, achieve 
great things. And in the Quran, in the Quran, it gives that in you know, that idea, and it says things like, um, "Is the one that is the one that uh, is the blind the same? Is the blind man the same as the one that sees?" Yeah, just giving you that idea, giving that explanation that somebody is blind is not the same as somebody that can see. Okay, and it, there's many more um, uh, explanations in in the Quran, you know, which show that someone that has education is someone that is blessed by God, and the best education, of course, is the education of God and the education of religion. But all education is good. Also, uh, with the self-discipline, we also have um, the idea around the sexuality, the sexual prowess. Um, because in Islam, uh, there's no sex before marriage. And if you're someone who is uh, practicing Muslim, following the, 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 the Islamic faith, you're someone that you need to make sure that before you have sexual relations, you only have that in a marriage. So you marry the woman, and then, you, you know, for you to have uh, sexual relations. And so when children come, children are born into a place where, you know, mother's there, father's there, and it's a supportive environment. And, and, and the, the, there's a lot of emphasis on the family, as a family being a strong unit, a blessed unit, a blessed place um, to bring up children. So uh, you can see all of these that I've spoken about, these few things about Islam, you can see how it can actually help and support in the black community and give them a change. Also, uh, a positive outlook on life. Also, the idea of materialism, the love of materialism. Well, in Islam, there's nothing bad about you um, like having wealth, having materialism, but there is that idea that yes, okay, you can have um, wealth, okay, but know that, right, you can have wealth, that's okay, but know that um, what is more important is worshipping God. And also you can have wealth, but keep wealth in your hand and make your heart for, for God, okay? And also um, there's many sorrows talking about uh, being careful about the love of wealth and the chasing of wealth, the actual the pursuit, the chasing of wealth, because um, that can lead you to the grave and it can lead you away from God, you know? And, uh, and then they say the qualities that is really important in the human is, is the one who has the best manners, the one who is the kindest to their parents, the one who is kindest to their spouse, the one who looks after others. That is someone to be looked up to, you know, someone to be respected, not somebody that just has the most expensive clothes on, that drives the biggest car, that has the biggest chain on, that's got the most diamonds, what they say, the one who's dripping, yeah? So these, so with this kind of understanding, it makes you re re reflect on what is important. All of this can actually benefit, you know, the, the black community. Some of the issues that we have, uh, you know, like the, the, the crime issue, the, the issue around, you know, sexuality, all of these things could be changed, could be changed and supported um, uh, in Islam, where Islam could make the person live uh, a better, a better life. We do see, for example, um, in prison, 
in America and in the UK, you do find many people converting to Islam in prison. And there's a massive issue around, a massive question, why has this happened? Why do Muslims, or why do people uh, convert to Islam in prison? What is it about prison? Well, what it is, is that in prison is the first time lots of these people get to think, get to sit down and reflect. Because, you know, they're not running around, they're not running up and down the streets. They're locked in a, in a small cell, you know, sometimes up to 23 hours a day. So what they get lots of times to do is think and read and reflect. And in this thinking, reading, reflecting, many of them come to the realisation that there's one God and they convert to Islam. So many of them convert to Islam in prisons because they have that time to reflect, that time to think, that time to um, think about where they are, how their life is going, how they'd like to change their life. You know, uh, probably the most or the best example of that is Muhammad, no, is Malcolm X. Because Malcolm X, he uh, converted to Islam when he was in prison. One of the things that he did when he was in prison is that he read the whole dictionary and memorised the whole dictionary. And that helped him later on when it came to his public speaking. He was a brilliant public speaker and he, he spoke to um, uh, the world and he, he, he spoke against the racism in America, which we still see there today. But uh, he was one of, the, one of the shining lights of America. Uh, um, Malcolm X alongside Martin Luther King. These are people that were fighting against racism. So yes, I think the answer is yes, that we can see that when we look at Islam, there are many uh, things there that could help the black community, um, like spiritually, yes, but also physically, emotionally as well, okay, help the community to grow and also to get away from some of the ills that they're facing in society. Okay, especially, uh, you know, like keeping away from uh, the drugs and the alcohol. Because in Islam, the drugs and alcohol, you know, is forbidden. So then that alone will keep the mind, like, pure. And will keep the mind focused. Where in many situations that we see today, um, you know, people are taking too much drugs and too paranoid. Sometimes you might see a child who's walking down the street that you think is normal, but it's off his head on, on you know, on certain drugs. Okay, and, and there's lots of issues around uh, drugs and alcohol, but in, in Islam, someone who's practicing a religion, both of them are, are forbidden. Okay, so just giving you a little taste that you can see many ways where actually um, becoming a Muslim, okay, can actually benefit you um, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Okay, thank you very much. I'm Rakin, Rakin Yas. Uh, please um, you know, send me a message if you like this podcast. Any questions, any comments, you know, I'm, I'm very happy to, to, to read or to listen to all of your comments. Thank you very much and, and take care and I'll see you on the next one.